This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. In the opening session of the World Economic Forum's meeting in Davos this past January, founder and executive chairman Klaus Schwab said, We must develop a comprehensive and globally shared view of how technology is affecting our lives and reshaping our economic, social, cultural, and human environments. There has never been a time of greater promise or greater peril. When I go down the headlines of where we're headed robotically, and virtual reality world. I know there's a line between the two, but they're both walking down the same road. When you look at some of the headlines that we have talked about, robots taking jobs, killer robots. In November, we talked about the sexy robot that was displayed. We talked about robots taking jobs. Machines could put more than half the world's population out of a job in the next 30 years, according to a computer scientist who said that artificial intelligence threat to the economy should not be understated. Expert Mashi Vardy told the American Association for the Advancement of Science, we're approaching a time when machines will be able to outperform humans at almost any task. Society needs to confront this question before it is upon us. Maybe late, too late. If machines are capable of doing almost any work that humans can do, what will humans do? Physicists Stephen Hawking and tech billionaires Bill Gates and Elon Musk issued a similar warning last year. A Hawking warned that AI could spell the end of the human race, and Musk said it represents our biggest existential threat. 
Vardy predicted that driving will be almost fully automated in the next 25 years. And as for all the benefits of the technology, what can humans do when machines can do almost everything? He predicted that automation's effect on unemployment would have huge political consequences and lamented that leaders have largely ignored it. We're in the presidential election year, and this issue is just nowhere on the radar screen. Humanity is about to face perhaps its greatest challenge ever, which is finding meaning in life after the end of In the Sweat of Thy Face Shall Thou Eat Bread. We need to rise to the occasion and meet this challenge. Walking the line between the pessimists and the optimists, Martin Ford, author of Rise of the Robots, Technology and the Threat of a Jobless Future, suggested that automation will come down to politics, telling National Geographic that if scientists and governments don't address the issue, for lots of people who are not economically at the top, it's going to be pretty dystopian. But, all that news. And we have we have the headlines of robots taking all the jobs, right? And in fact, in this particular story that you talk about robots uh, leaving half the world unemployed, uh, it talks about it's not going to matter. Physically powerful machines that outperform human laborers, but rather a contest between human wit and mechanical intelligence and strength. In China, this story was from February. In China, the question has already affected thousands of jobs as electronic manufacturers, Foxconn and Samsung among them, develop precision robots to replace human workers. Okay. That in February. We know about, uh, when you think about robots taking jobs, we see it all the time in the automotive industry. And we see, you've seen the videos at uh, the Amazon warehouses and any warehouse across America now that have, uh, you know, the robots uh, picking up packages and delivering them to the trucks. But in China, they actually had robots as servers, drones. Three restaurants that had just robots serving people have now engaged in mass robot firings, which would mean just shutting them off. Two formerly robot-employing restaurants have closed down entirely, and the remaining one has fired all but one of their non-human staff members. (laughs) The boss and his compatriots originally hired the droids to save money. After an upfront investment, robot workers are much less expensive than humans because they don't actually have to pay them. And they anticipated uh, that it would draw thousands of customers because of the robot servers. But even the hippest, cheapest worker isn't worth it if it can't do the job. The robots weren't able to carry soup or other food steady. One of their uh, one of their co-workers talked about it can't take orders or pour hot water for customers. Huh. So we've got a little ways to go before that, right? Right. 
Now, one of the things that we all think is either weird or good are the sex robots, right? I mean, that actually is what is leading this revolution. Now, the military robots, the serving robots, the work robots are all there, and they all talk about it, and they all are big news, and yes, we love using it, and we love talking about uh, the uh, the military robots, the killer robots, how are they going to do it? Countries all over the world are trying to stop the most powerful countries from using robots and using robots to take over other countries and fight each other. But the sex robots are what everybody really is all wound up about. We talked about the November sexy robot displayed. Well, now they're doing studies about, this is, now, you have the robots that they're so happy about the sexy robot displayed. But when you see it, you think, uh, maybe not so much. And we talked about the robots that have the heaters in the chest that warm up. I mean, they're almost robotic sex dolls, really. Just, you know, put a battery in them and they call them a robot. But they really are trying to make it as human as possible. And it's kind of weird. When I saw the story about uh, arousal touching robots, it showed how they're working on developing the robots so that it makes it close to human. And it is really kind of, I don't know, weird when you watch the video and I'll I'll tweet it out at Jeffy MRA and uh, Facebook at Jeff Fisher radio. uh, You'll see that when they have the robot, well, you know what? I'm going to play the video and you can listen to the audio of the video. But when you watch the video with the audio, uh, when you uh, click on the link, you'll see that when they touch it, they don't, it's just, it's just a quick tap. It's not really a, It's not really a touch like you would think of a touch on another human being. It's just a tap. And yet, they still talk about the arousal from the humans. We'll see. But here's the audio from the video of the testing of touching the robot. The experiment consisted of instructions spoken by the robot followed by 26 trials. Each trial had three parts. The robot asks the participant to touch it, the participant touches it, and the robot teaches the participant the medical term for that body part. Hello. In this exercise, we'll be thinking about vocabulary for parts of the body. Sometimes I'll ask you to touch my body, and sometimes I'll ask you just to point to my body. When I ask you to touch me, please touch me with your dominant hand. <laughs> when I ask you to point at me, please point at me with your dominant hand. Please keep your other hand on the sensor. Okay, let's get started. Oh, boy. Please touch my hand. 
See, and they just tap. This is tap. the hand. It is referred to as the partal region. We repeated this process with 13 body parts. Please touch my ear. I just tap the ear. This is the ear. It is referred to as the otic region. It's all educational. Low accessibility, like the buttocks. Please touch my buttocks. Touch. This is the buttocks. It is referred to as the gluteal region. Physiological arousal was inversely related to body accessibility. Uh huh. But your body is just touching a robot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We've got a little ways to go, but they're definitely, definitely trying. And one of the things that will help move this along, uh, on my Facebook page, uh, a friend, uh, one of the people who, you know, I see their posts, uh, posted on his Facebook page, being in charge of the hiring at my job has taught me a few things. One, millennial worth work ethic blows. Two, everyone walks around with a phone glued to their effing hand and ear at all times, except when an employment opportunity comes knocking. Three, younger people have zero sense of how to dress, show up on time, or conduct themselves during an interview. Please be better at this, millennials. Don't be everything that people are saying you are. In the opening session of the World Economic Forum's meeting in Davos this past January, founder and executive chairman Klaus Schwab said, we must develop a comprehensive and globally shared view of how technology is affecting our lives and reshaping our economic, social, cultural, and human environments. There has never been a time of greater promise or greater peril. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who was selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. 
Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, Jeffy MRA. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Thank you to Brad Staggs for last week. Uh, I was down in Houston last week for the first time I'd ever been in Houston before. And uh, so many, the only person that likes Houston in, you know, I mean, a, as a place that they would consider living is uh, the co-host uh, with me on the Glenn Beck program is Pat Gray. And so I was fortunate enough to go with him, and I'm told that he, I don't know, poisoned the water, uh, drugged the water, because we spent uh, the weekend in, you know, in and around Houston and downtown. It was great. Uh, downtown Houston was beautiful. Now, it wasn't 8,000 degrees with, uh, you know, the humidity that we all got used to in Florida or that they're used to in Houston. And uh, I can see where the traffic would uh, would really drag you down. Uh, over time depending on where you lived but downtown houston was great and we had a great time we were there for the uh, final four for the for the breakfast for uh the legend of the hardwood breakfast and that breakfast aired on blaze tv and there's also a special with some of our interviews coming up uh on the blaze television network sometime next week i believe so keep an eye out for that uh, coming up on the Blaze Radio today, right after this broadcast, Mike Opelka with Pure Opelka. And then uh, we do a little rewind of uh, Jay Severn and then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Uh, Mike Opelka, Chris Slater, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live here on the Blaze Radio Network and all right here just for you. Now, we talked a little bit about robots, uh, you know, and I, I kind of tried to. F- Stay away from the virtual reality, although they're walking down the same road uh, for sure uh, between what's going to uh, matter most to people. And the virtual reality is something that is so close. Now, they're, and they, they, we've already got it, right? I mean, we've got, uh, we've got the new, which I will be, I will be getting soon, uh, the new Samsung 7. Uh, and I really want the new Samsung 7 Sport. I went and looked at them last week or the week before. They were great. And uh, the new 7s have the uh, virtual reality mask that you can get with them. They slide on. And it's for games, uh, in quotation marks, and uh, exercise, in quotation marks. But, uh, I mean, let's... Let's face it, right? I mean, the main reason that the world is all wound up about virtual reality is for the sex. The sex. Or the lack thereof, just the virtual reality sex. And you have the, they've got the thing called the Apoculus virtual reality headset. And that's really cheap. And, I, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be the, you know, the, the fun Virtual reality set that you hook up to, you know, the, it's for fifty bucks, and you buy nine bucks on the keyboard, and you set it up on the table. It uh, it's kind of cute, a little weird, but it's there for you, right? And you've got the Samsung uh, virtual reality mask, which the phone slides in, and then you you know you play the the games that you download inside your phone. But they're also working on the virtual reality sex suit. Uh, really weird because you have to wear the entire suit. I, because they want you to kind of experience like, um, they're working on, uh, so that you have that feel 
So with the suit, you're able to have that feel. Um, it looks like it would provide that. Uh, although, I, I first of all, I don't think they have a fat guy suit that would fit me. Because uh, it looks like it's a, you know, you're almost in a space suit. Um, you yeah, know? Uh, well, it might be, you know, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give you that it might be fun for a moment. For that, you know, maybe one weird virtual reality ride. And maybe that's how they're going to sell it. It's the virtual reality sex suit store. But, I mean, once the suit is used... I don't think you want to, you know, it'll be a hundred bucks plus you buy the new suit or it'll be 125 bucks. You can use one of the, one of the used suits hanging in the back. Ooh, how much is the new suit? Eh, it's a thousand dollars. Oh, uh, now you know what? I think I'm going to go with the new suit. I think I'm going to go with the new suit because the, the used virtual reality sex suit? Eh, I don't think so. No, thank you. Have a nice day. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I was just going to go over the headlines a little bit uh, with my uh, RSS app. Got me thinking that, you know, I spend so much time, uh, as I'm sure most of you do, on your electronic device. And there are some apps that we should probably be aware of uh, for those of us that have children. And I'm going to go through a couple of those apps that, uh, you know, you may want to add or take away from your children. But because I love that my app that just took, I run through, it gives me headlines. And then I see, you know, what are the big stories? And then I can go and, and look up whatever I want, wherever I want, online. And there's quite a bit. Uh, I don't even want to go down these headlines. They drive me insane. Like the Bruce Springsteen canceling his concert in North Carolina. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next hour. I cannot take it because of the new law in North Carolina and we're I I'm going to stop there because I would get into the whole segment and I'm going to I want to do it next hour for you because it drives me insane and hey Bruce listen I'm getting started on it how about did you pull all your record sales and CD sales and make sure that 
Nobody from North of the North Carolina, North Carolina address. They can't download any of your music or pay for that. No, I bet you didn't do that, did you? No. But your one little bougie concert in North Carolina, you're going to cancel because someone can't use a bathroom. Good for you, Bruce. How about, here's an idea, Bruce. Go away. Retire. Okay? I saw you at the Super Bowl. Get over it. I never really liked him that much anyway. All right. Here's some apps that I was all all ready to get into North Carolina for just a second. And we'll get into... uh, I can get it up. You know what? Let's just talk a little bit about before we get into North Carolina. Before we do that, here's some apps that you need to know about. Okay? If you don't know about them, I'm sure you need to know about them. Okay? Like, uh, Yik Yak. New message apps let teens share with smaller audience. Social media apps. There's anonymous apps and sites, which is great. Right? Yes, those are great. Kick. As with other messaging apps, Kix lets you send text, pictures, and video, but it also offers a lot of other mini apps that let you do everything from exchange virtual greeting cards to chat with strangers. There's much more to Kick than meets the eye. You can send unlimited messages without depleting your texting limit. You can see whether someone has read your message. You can send individual group messages. It's a Kick messenger app on your children's phone. Omegle, an anonymous chat client. Users discuss anything they'd like. Okay? Whisper, a social confessional app that allows users to post whatever's on their mind. Users type a confession, add a background image, and share it with the Whisper community. It's intended for users of 17 and older. Uh Uh-huh. My favorite app, there's Burn Note, a messaging app that erases messages after a set period of time. It's limited. Some of the apps, the professionals will tell you, and of course Snapchat. I mean, we all know about Snapchat, right? They tend to take pictures and then delete them. Of course, you know, they don't go away forever, so... You need to, your children need to know that. Once it's on the internet, it's there. And we all play the little internet game. We try to fool ourselves that, you know, our pictures, are, our pictures are fine. It's the other people's pictures. Uh-huh. They're all not going anywhere. People are going to pull them up forever. You know that, right? Right. Okay. But 
There are apps, and the professionals will tell you, and this is my favorite thing, is that the app will read as something else. Like, oh, I don't know, a calculator. Uh, like It'll be called Calculator Plus, but it really isn't Calculator Plus. So if you want to know what's on your kid's phone, and you open it up and you look at the apps, all the pros tell you, hey, click on every app. Click on every app so that you see exactly what's there. I'm not telling you that you need to do that for your kids, but it might be a smart thing to do for you, right? Right. One of the things that I've been struggling with uh, here lately, and you know, look, I was reading a story the other day about this guy who was, you know, now. 600 pounds or something like that. And he had broke, he was 630 or something like that. And uh, he was struggling, been struggling with his weight. And it brought me to thinking, you know, I've got to, I'm on the precipice now of if I continue to walk down the road I'm walking, I will be literally 800 pounds. Be close. Right now I'm like 740. Actually, I'm like, 510. And uh, so, I mean, I'm close. I've got, you know, 280, 300 pounds to go to break that 800 mark. But right now, you know, I'm at 510. And uh, I need to get back down to, you know, three. (laughs) And it's so difficult because for I mean, I was using the Take Shape for Life, MetaFast, simple-to-lose plan. I did that, lost 100 pounds, over 100 pounds, almost 120 pounds. And it is, you know, that lifestyle change is there. But if you don't work it, then you slip back to the fatness that is. You can use that quote if you'd like. If you don't keep it on, if you don't keep that lifestyle change going, you slip back to the fatness that is. And we all know who we are that have the the fatness switch. You know who you are. We all do. So, Instead of taking that walk, I mean, we're so everyone is so close. I've, how many times have we talked about being the person who just gives up and seriously just, you know, ends up being craned out of their bed? And it's not funny at all. And I, I joke around because it's not funny. I make a joke because it really isn't funny at all. It's, it's sad. But at what point do you give up? What point do you give up? At what point do you say, um, I'm not going to get out of bed today? And then you get up and you're still kind of, you're not, you're still mobile. You're walking around, but you're not really mobile. You know, you don't feel good. Hey, hey just somebody, somebody bring me two pizzas, three chickens and four two liter sodas and some French fries, please. For lunch. And then pretty soon it's been a couple of days since you've been out of bed. 
And you don't just end up in bed for a month or more overnight. You got to work at it. And you have to work at it. So it's just the opposite, right? The other way. Choices have consequences. Both ways. Both ways. Choice to lay in bed and eat and not move. Choice to get up and maybe, you know, lose some weight and be a little active in your life. Right? So I think what we're going to do is I'm going to... If you follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio... I'm going to do, I'm going to start a a campaign. We'll get back, we'll get back on the plan. We won't, we'll, we'll get rid of the fatness that is. Maybe we do a, maybe I do a hashtag simple daily selfie every day. And we get back to, you know, down below 500 pounds. What do you say? You ready to join me? Follow me on Facebook, like the page, Jeff Fisher Radio, and uh, we'll get started on that, you know, just as soon as I get those three pizzas, two chickens, four two-liter sodas, and some french fries delivered. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. It is that. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pure Opelka, Mike Opelka, coming up uh, immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm not sure what uh, what Mike has in store for you today, what his prize will be. It's very possible that uh, it could be something as, <laughs> I mean... It could be a, a, a pen set uh, right up to, I don't know, maybe the Opelka post-it notes. I, mean, I don't know what he's giving away today. I have no idea. I didn't, uh, wasn't around the kitchen to hear the, hear the chatter this week, so I apologize. Now, this story is a horrific story, and I know it comes on the heels of me talking about uh, doing my... Uh, Simple Daily Selfie with SimpleToLose.com and getting back on the the plan of not reaching 800 pounds. And this may be a way to do it, but it is a horrible, horrible story. And I, I, I hate to bring it to you um, on the broadcast, but these, some things you just need to know, you need to be aware of. Okay, Madagascar the world's biggest source of food-grade vanilla, said that they had a poor harvest this year, a 600 to 700-ton shortage. And what does that mean? Higher ice cream prices. I know. (laughs) I know. Horrible. Okay? The average American consumes around 22 pounds of ice cream a year. (laughs) 22 pounds. Who can't do 22 pounds of ice cream in a year? 
The other sources of vanilla in Mexico and Tahiti, uh, but they don't match up to Madagascar. Madagascar has the best tasting vanilla and ends up in most of the ice cream produced. So when you see those prices going up at your local grocery store, uh, look out. That's why. Madagascar had a horrible harvest this year of its vanilla. (sighs) Sad, sad, sad news. I don't know that I can, I don't know that I want to talk about it anymore. I don't. I don't. We've got Netflix news, too. Uh, I have time for Netflix news. I'll just tell you the big news for Netflix, okay? Prices are going up. If you've got a grandfather Netflix standard plan that you're paying just $7.99 a month for HD streaming, here's your reminder. You're going to be paying $9.99 come May. Same quality and the ability to watch content on two screens at a time. Or you're going to be stuck in standard definition on only one screen. <gasps> An estimated 17 million customers in the U.S. are going to be affected by the change. 17 million customers are getting a $2 raise. Well, not all, but most of those. Netflix got to pay for those shows somehow. Got to pay for those shows somehow. So here's your deal for uh, if you just um, want Netflix standard. Okay, so you get HD available, two screens, unlimited movies and TV shows, cancel anytime. First month free, nine ninety nine a month. And I know I I pay for the premium because I want more than two screens. <laughs> if I want to watch something in my house and a couple other people want to watch something on a tablet or kids want to watch something, I want them to be able to. I got to be able to watch more than one or two screens. That's just that can't be. Can't have just. I mean, one television. You talk about shortage in vanilla being horrific. Oh, my gosh. You're only able to watch something on one television? (gasps) How can you live? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Remember, you can always go to theblaze.com slash radio uh, and download the shows, any of the shows. You can listen again or listen to all the brand new exclusive podcasts we have at theblaze.com slash radio. And some shows, um, like, uh, I don't know, let's see which show. Oh, yeah, this one, the Jeff Fisher Show. Also, we do uh, Talking Walking Dead. Uh, We had the big season finale last Monday, 
Well, Sunday night, obviously, is the show. And then Monday, we do the Talking Walking Dead. Uh, We're probably going to do Talking Fear. Uh, It's been requested. I know I even talked about it on this show, probably not doing it. But we've had plenty of requests. And I think we're going to do a little Talking Fear uh, from the perspective of helping them out and trying to get them to change some things that will make the show better. Because the first season was questionable at best. And so we'll see what this second season brings uh, and what they do with some of the characters. And So look for that. Talking Walking Dead, Talking Fear on the Jeff Fisher Show. But you can go to theblaze.com slash radio and take us with you wherever your little heart desires. Now I need your help. I need your help in understanding something, okay? Making someone who is a man use the man's restroom and a woman use the woman's restroom is wrong. Making someone who is a man use a restroom that's entitled men and making someone who is a woman use a restroom entitled women is bad. Because why again? Oh, that's right. Because if I feel like I'm a woman and I'm a man, I should be able to use the women's bathroom. If I feel that I'm a man and I'm a woman, I should be able to use the men's bathroom. Is that about right? I sum that up about right? Because I've about had it with this transgender agonizing, agonizing argument. They've already they've already shut down some colleges in their ever present hey the bathrooms are for anyone because of oh my gosh they had people in there with cameras huh do you mean that people weren't all honest, weird. Do you think they're still going to be honest? Yes, of course they are. It's stupid of me to think that. Stupid. So all these states banning specific travel to North Carolina and Mississippi and making a stand calling it it's a, it's like slavery it's civil war we're fighting the good fight uh-huh i mean i think it was the connecticut guy right that got bucked about uh it being uh it being just akin to slavery uh-huh and paypal 
love them. They've decided not to expand their offices in North Carolina. Cost about 400 jobs and millions of dollars. But hey, no worries because they still do um, uh, work in Saudi Arabia. Oh, what? Saudi Arabia, oh, yeah, they, my gosh, they are so, so open and caring. Oh, wait, and Malaysia, they still they still have offices in Malaysia, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, those two places are great for the gays, for the transgendered, for the LGBTQ world. They love all of those people, all of them, in Malaysia and Saudi Arabia. Right? Oh, wait. No. No, 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 they don't. Huh. And I bet if you live in North Carolina, this is what drives me. I bet if you live in North Carolina, you can still use PayPal if you want. Huh. That's how much they are making a stand. Springsteen canceled his show. His comment, look, uh, it's the strongest means I have for raising my voice in opposition to those who continue to push us backwards instead of forwards, says Bruce Springsteen. Right, Bruce. Yeah, you being on stage in front of thousands of people making it known how you feel about a certain thing, that isn't as much as you'd make it a stand not showing up for a concert, right? Right. Because of the bathroom law, the HB2 in North Carolina, the Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act, it dictates which bathrooms transgender people are permitted to use. Oh, my, the horror I can't use a bathroom that I feel like using. (laughs) I am so discriminated against. Sure, I can. Sure. Sure, I can use a bathroom. Sure, nobody's stopping me from using a bathroom. Uh, sure, I'm not getting beheaded or caned on the street for being who I am. <laughs> but if I feel tomorrow, like if I feel like I'm a woman, I can't use the women's bathroom. <sighs> Unless, of course, I dress up like a woman and just go in the women's bathroom and don't say anything and go in the stall and go to the bathroom and then come out. Because <sighs> there's probably all kinds of police around every bathroom in North Carolina or in the country. Every Wait, there's not? Oh, wait. No, there has to be because that's the only way. I'm pretty sure they don't have uh, bathroom police, at least as of today. Right? So all this time, when you were out, let me ask you something. When you're out and about, you're out and about, you're out shopping. And you stop into a Target. 
and you're walking around Target, and you see a person in a dress in high heel shoes or flats, and you look and you go, man, that really kind of looks like a guy. But hey, what does it matter? Uh, that he's wearing a dress, he's got high, he's got heels on, he's got flats or whatever they're wearing, a jacket, and he's acting like a female, and he's walking around, and you, man, that looks like a guy, Adam's apple and all. But oh well. You move on because you're looking for a pair of shoes and that person is over there in the appliance section or whatever. So you go up front and you're at the cash at the registers and you're checking out and you see this person who you think is a man but wearing a dress and high heels going to the woman's bathroom. Now, do you A... Call the bathroom police because you think, oh, my gosh, that person is a man and should be in the man's bathroom. Or B, continue to cash out at the register and go about your daily life and not worry about it. I choose B. Now, is that wrong and could that person get in trouble for that? Absolutely. In North Carolina and Mississippi if they haven't had the gender reassignment surgery and are still listed as a male on their identification, right? So technically, they could get in trouble. 99.9% of the time, no trouble. So... What's the problem? Well, they're still breaking the law, Jeff. Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, not really. Because they're active. The letter of the law and what they're trying to accomplish is something else. Right? If I'm dressed up like a guy and I just go into the women's bathroom, that's a problem. And to use, hey, I just feel like a girl today. As the excuse, no. Now, I know. I know I'm walking a, a weird a weird line. I know. I've seen up hand and close a struggle of a person going through a change from female to male. I've I watched the struggle. And I loved I was still the same person technically at the end of the process. Just that she always believed that she was a he. And so they went through this process a long process and it's so difficult, so hard. And it's hard because she would live her life as a male almost everywhere. But since she was hired to work for me as a female, she had to just kind of be as close to a female as she could when she was working. And it such a such was such a struggle 
that at some point you just have to decide. And, and we reached it at that. At one point, you reach. I'm no longer that female now. I'm. I'm. I'm not Betty. I'm Bill. And these dingleberries, some dingleberries at this place of employment, are still going to call me Betty because that's who I work for. But really, I'm Bill out in the real world. And it's and it's and it's long and it's tedious and it's expensive and it's I I don't know I don't know how you do it I don't know how you do it now this person uh, Bill now is amazing the life that he wanted to live is now being lived. I mean, I, it's unbelievable, and I'm really happy for him, her, him, her, him. But for the most part, the struggle is bad, right? Real bad. And we hear about that all the time. And there was a story, there was a story last month from, uh, the American College of Pediatricians talking about, well, we'll get into that. I'll, I'll tell you that story because remember the stories that we have that we've talked about where the parents say that their child is a boy. Yeah, I know that she was born a girl, but she's a he. And we're letting him live that way. Or he was born a boy and always thought that he was a girl. So we're letting him be a her. And yeah, we know he's only three, but that's the way it goes. Well, the American College of Pediatricians disagree. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. The American College of Pediatricians urges educators and legislators to reject all policies that condition children to accept as normal a life of chemical and surgical impersonation of the opposite sex. Wait, what? Facts, not Ideology determine reality. Gender ideology harms children. Wait. What? Gender reclassification of children, also known as transgenderism, constitutes child abuse. Huh. <laughs> what? That's what the American College of Pediatricians say. They believe that human sexuality is an objective biological binary trait, not genetic markers of a disorder. 
No one is born with a gender. Everyone is born with a biological sex. Gender, an awareness and sense of oneself as male or female, is a sociological and physiological concept, not an objective biological one. A person's belief that he or she is something they are not is at best a sign of confused thinking. When an otherwise healthy biological boy believes he is a girl, or an otherwise healthy biological girl believes she is a boy, an objective psychological problem exists that lies in the mind, not the body, and it should be treated as such. Huh. Puberty is not a disease, and puberty-blocking hormones can be dangerous. Reversible or not, puberty-blocking hormones induce a state of disease. The absence of puberty and inhibit growth and fertility in previously biologically healthy child. The policy statement was authored by President of the American College of Pediatricians. Now, critics on the left were quick to offer vehement objections to the policy statement. Brian Tannehill of the Huffington Post claimed that every single talking point in this position statement is a distortion or outright falsehood. What? Yes, outright falsehood. Huh. Amazing. So, that's where we're at in America. One side, yes. That's the way it is. One side, yes, you know what? I feel like I'm a girl, so I'm going to use the girls' bathroom. I feel like I'm a guy today. I'm going to use the guys. Um, earlier today, I felt like a girl, but now I feel like a guy. Um, so I'm just going to use that. And, uh, oh, my gosh, my child, my little baby boy, um, he thinks he's a girl. So <laughs> we're just going to make him a girl, and that's the way it goes. Wait. I would... Anyone, anyone do that to their child. I don't understand. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is that. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And then uh, we do a little bit of uh, Jay Severn Rewind, and then Chris Salcedo Live, Mike Slater Live, Joe Pags, all on the Blaze Radio Network for your Saturday pleasure. On Sundays, we've got a little David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie Daly doing some energy talk. And then, of course, Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. <laughs> and then we give you exclusive podcasts on the homepage of theblaze.com slash radio. Just scroll down. You can see all the exclusive podcasts we have for you there. I mean, really, there is <laughs> there's no need for you to go to another website. <laughs> I mean, we provide 
so much for you. Why would you? I mean, it hurts me to think that you would go somewhere else. Hurts me deeply to think that, you know, they could go to other websites. (laughs) You need to stay here, okay? Please? And you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Don't forget, Jeff Fisher Radio, starting in the next... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the switch away from fatness. Hashtag it simple daily selfie. We're going to get going on that. Simple to lose.com. So be, join me on that. Get ready for that experience as we share it together. Okay? <laughs> okay. One of the, why are we in such a weird place? We've talked about. So many things today already in this broadcast that make you think, what kind of weird place are we living? Well, when Ben Ford left his wife to pursue a relationship with his mother, He claimed that their relationship wasn't incest. Instead, Ford, 32, and his mother, Kim, 51, claimed that their sexual relationship is a result of so-called genetic sexual attraction, which is a term used for biological relatives who feel sexual attraction towards each other after meeting as adults. That's right. His mother put him up for adoption when he was first born. They just met. Genetic sexual attraction. The couple's claim and the ethical and biological decisions surrounding it have gone viral since the mother and son story was featured on a local New Day magazine. And look at the happy couple. Oh, my gosh. Look at them. They're just so, so GSA, genetic sexual attraction. We were like two peas in a pod and meant to be together. Yeah, mother and son. No, no, it's not. It says we we have genetic sexual attraction. We love each other so much. Uh The two began exchanging phone calls, and by the time they met in person, it was, we felt like we'd known each other for years, Uh, maybe because she's your mother. Soon they began to experience a sexual attraction for one another. Although she said she initially felt confused concerning her attraction to her son, West said that after she read about GSA on the internet, it was okay. I felt relieved. There's a name for how I'm feeling, so it's okay. Genetic sexual attraction. <laughs> oh, goody. I know people will say we're disgusting. Yeah, they will. And that we should be able to control our feelings. Yeah, you should. But when you're hit by a love so consuming... You are willing to give up everything for it. You have to fight for it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance, and 
something Ben and I are not willing to walk away from. After Ford informed his wife of his attraction to his mother, his wife beat him over the head with a bowl. No, she didn't. She should have. They went and flew to Michigan so they could meet another couple who claimed to be living out GSA life. We're not alone. The mother and son's sexual relationship has drawn an array of responses. You think? But hey, the two in Michigan are just like us, living out a GSA life. So, and those two are are hoping to have a baby together. So, we're okay, right? Right. This is, is what happens. This is what happens. Genetic sexual attraction. If you feel like you're doing something weird, if you feel, you know, I'm doing something that most people think is weird and wrong, I'm going to go online for just a second. And I'm going to find out (laughs) if there's a name for how I'm feeling. And if there is, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's so good. Because now I can act on how I'm feeling because it's okay. They have a name for it. And there's someone else in the country of 350, 400 million people. There's two other people that are saying they have the same thing. So it's okay. Agonizing. Agonizing. It's what you get. It's what you get. You know what else you get? You get rules and regulations that don't make any sense. And I can't tell you since I've moved to Texas how many times I've said to myself, oh my gosh. This is happening in Texas. How could that be? And yet, it is. It happens in Texas. Now, this story, out of Magnolia, Texas. It's a suburb of Houston. Pick up your child from school, and you could be charged with trespassing. The threat against parents at Bear Branch Elementary School in Magnolia. The school's tactic is to keep parents who live close to the school from walking on school grounds. The horror. Now, at one school that my oldest son used to go to, um, where you had, I don't know, a neighborhood surrounding it. I mean... I know I'm 150 years old, but I used to walk to school every stinking day. Rain, snow, sun. Didn't matter. You walked to school. 
Some people had to walk a longer distance than others. That's what happened. But when I used to go, but my eldest son, would the school, one elementary school that he went to at one time, we lived not far from the school itself. And when you went to pick up your kids at the school, you could walk up to, oh, I don't know, the gate. Not right up to the school. They have a fenced-in area where the kids would play, and that's the gate that opened up for the kids to come out, and the parents would pick them up in the cars in the back road, and other parents would wait, I don't know, on the sidewalk, waiting for the kids to come running out of school. Yay, school's out. There's mom or dad. But this school, no. Um, This is their pickup policy. It's been in place since the beginning of the school year. The principal has decided that no matter how close the student lives to the school, the student must either take the bus or the parent must wait in in the pickup line. Try and walk your student off the campus and you, you could face criminal charges. A couple of parents have already pulled their kids out of the school. They're still trying to fight it. The principal is like, eh, tough. That's my rule, okay? And while this is a separate school rule, it led me back to this happened in Texas. And then I looked at federal regulations in all 50 states. And a regdata.org site, 50 states, listed rated the top regulated states. Impact of federal regulation on all 50 states. Now, who's number one? Coming in at number one. Louisiana affected, impacted most by federal regulations. Number six in the top 13. Texas, amazing, impacted by federal regulations the most, coming in at number six, Texas. Now, they're probably going to tell you, but Jeff, that's because of the oil and the natural gas. Um, There's all kinds of federal regulations on them, so that puts the top of the list. Oh, okay. How about uh, Kansas coming in at 12? What about them? How about uh, Nebraska coming in at number seven? How about them? How about Wyoming uh, coming in at number three? How about them? Montana, 10th. North Dakota, 9th. Indiana, 4th. Oh, number five, Kentucky. And number eight, West Virginia. That's the top 13 states impacted the most by federal regulations. Agonizing. And I'm really getting tired of hearing... And this is happening in Texas. Real tired of hearing that. Because for the most part, everybody thinks that Texas is so great, right? I mean, I I don't dislike Texas. But when Texas is number six, the sixth highest state impacted by federal regulations, and we say California is 29th, either something is wrong with how they put this whole thing together or something is really wrong. 
because I'm real tired of hearing, and this happened in Texas. People moved here for a reason, and that was for less government on your life. And now it seems that there isn't less government in your life. And that, my friends, is bad. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. Follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. This just in. Unless you fell off the treadmill and smacked your face, nobody wants to hear about your workout. <laughs> A fantastic point. And uh, I was looking uh, down my uh, timeline and I see from Michael Pelka telling me that I missed the story about radioactive wild boars at Fukushima. Uh, No, I did not, Uh, Michael. In fact, that was going to be my story here. And then you're Mr. Smarty Pants with your tweet talking about, uh, you know, the Fukushima and uh, wild boars uh, going crazy at, uh, you know, around the the old Fukushima plant. So I'll let you uh, give the details on your show. Mr. Smarty Pants sure thinks he's going to beat me to the punch in radioactive boars. I think not. Anything Fukushima, I am well aware. Okay? <laughs> the horror of Fukushima. So I'll tell you that, as you know, a job I always wanted at one time in my life was to be Postmaster General. I know. I, you know, we all have goals, and that was one of mine, to be Postmaster General. I'm still willing to take it over. But the prices are going down. Stamps are going down and the post office is pissed. Because, of course, this is going down because of the Postal Regulatory Commission. Oh, my gosh, more U.S. regulations. <laughs> but your price of stamps is going down. So, good luck. God bless. If you want me to run that place, make some money, just let me know. I'm willing to be Postmaster General. That's all I'm saying. I've got some ideas that will turn that place around. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week on the Blaze Radio Network. Has anyone told you how good you look today yet? They haven't? Well, you do. I mean that. You look fantastic. I mean, you're not going to really wear that thing all day, though, are you? Ooh. Okay, whatever. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.